Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network on Yahoo Sports Radio. Talk of Fame Network, brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone system into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com. For Ron, what kind of diagnosis? The best kind, free. That's right, a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Next guest should be familiar to you. It's John Turney of the Pro Football Journal. He's not only one of pro football's finest historians, but you can catch some of his work on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, including recent posting where he names his all-mid-decade team from 2005 to 2015. John, as we know, is passionate about his work. He's imaginative with his work. And I'll be honest with you guys, he's downright tireless, generating more copy than Johnny Manziel does headlines. And John... Thanks for doing that, and thank you for joining us. Oh, glad to, glad to be on your show. It's an honor. Well, John, after that buildup, I'm going to start with a high-hard one. Here it comes right at you. We asked many of our guests to name the one guy not in the Hall of Fame that they would like to put in. We're not going to ask you that. We're going to ask you to name your top five guys not in the Hall of Fame you'd like to put in. You want to give it a go? Yeah, I can, I can do that. Uh, I'm going to separate into a little bit of categories. Uh, as Rick and, and Ron know, there's what I call super seniors, guys that maybe played pre-World War II. There's about five of those guys, but I'm going to pick one today, and that would be uh, Al Wistert. He's kind of been a darling of the Pro Football Research Association for, for years. Uh, the founder of our organization, Bob Carroll, wrote about him in, in a book called The Hidden Game of Football. And it just came down to, hey, this guy was a, a, a five, six-time All-Pro, won championships, played both ways. And... Other researchers have picked up on that and have reviewed some film, and I've seen some film as well, maybe not as much as others. It's really hard to evaluate what guys did back then, but you could notice him. You could see that he was fast and, and got to where he wanted to go and, and made plays. So I'm going to go with him as the super senior category. The next guy I really feel passionate about is Randy Gratishar. He's a guy who, and I'll be sending disinformation to the voters, he's a guy who in four different years got votes for AP Defensive Player of the Year, winning it once and was third another time. And that may not sound huge, but when you realize Ronnie Lott in his whole career got 15 votes over four different times for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Randy Gratishar's up in the 40s. And there's certain great players, uh, Carl Mecklenburg, for example, who never received a vote for Defensive Player of the Year. So when you're looking to separate guys that's one little key nugget that I, I would like to bring out and, and see what happens with that. Uh, if you're talking running backs, I, I, I'm probably going to be in the Roger Craig camp, and I think he should get in in terms of he was the NEA, defensive, uh, NEA MVP in 1988 and was a great blocker, great receiver, and, and boy, after the catch and when he broke into the open field, he just seemed almost uh, un, untackleable, if that's, <laughs> if that's a word. Uh, another kind of old-time favorite for me might be uh, someone like Adele Schaffner, who is a deep, deep threat and who, pre-Bob Hayes, caused defenses to roll the zone towards his side. He was a split in, and as you know, on the one-receiver side, usually they don't roll the zone that way, and they did that for Schaffner, and they did that for Bob Hayes. So I think that's five. Okay, John. 
68% of everyone enshrined in Canton won a championship. Is there too great a premium placed on championships? I think there used to be, and I think that's what caused a lot of the log jams that we saw with the, the Minnesota Vikings. For some reason, they had to wait a long time. Even the great Alan Page had to wait a year. And to me, that was just a stunner. And when the Buffalo Bills came along and some younger voters came along, that seemed to open it up a little bit. So I think that was a huge determinative factor back in the day. I don't think it is as much because you're seeing some great players who didn't get in and it doesn't hold them up at all. I'm thinking like of Aeneas Williams, who was close but didn't win it in 2001. And players like that are getting in regularly now. Curtis Martin. So it's, I don't think it's a big deal these days. As you know, John Goose and I are on the senior committee, and we look at this list of around 80 all-decade players you know, buried down there. Um, and what I'm wondering is, in your opinion, should we be bringing those players out somewhat chronologically, or do we skip over the Duke Slaters of the, uh, uh, of the NFL and even the ill-served 50s and get the more familiar names? How, how would you suggest we solve the dilemma? I would suggest... Uh, every other year, you pick a super, what I would call a super senior. Because of the format, you pick, I believe, one senior. Then the following year, it would be two seniors, then one. Right. Yep. I would say in about 10 years, if you did a super senior, guys that like a Wistert, like a uh, Lave Dillwig, like an Ox Emerson, Duke Slater, that would pretty much clean up the pre-World War II guys. I don't think you would find that many after that. And that still leaves the other slot for the Chuck Halleys, the Gratishars, the uh, some people are suggesting Larry Brown, those type of guys that are more contemporary, Kenny Easley, Robert Brazil. Makes sense. So I think that would take care of the backlog. It would take 10 years, but unfortunately, most of them have passed away anyway. Yeah. So it, it's I would do it that way, but that's just a suggestion. Just like my mid-decade, all-decade teams, I would hope that the Hall of Fame would, would task you guys to pick those, and I hope the AP would task their 50 voters to do that. I think it would be great. I would hope so too, John. It ain't going to happen. I can tell you it ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're speaking with Pro Football Like a lot of John. things. Yeah, with Pro Football Jurors John Turney on the Talk of Fame Network. And, John, you're talking about seniors. Um, I want to ask you about uh, actually a couple of seniors or maybe uh, more than a couple, but we've had on our website um, – a lot of polls that Goose runs, and one of them was the best quarterback not in the hall, and and two seniors got the most votes. One was Jim Plunkett, another one was Ken Anderson. Plunkett won the the vote. He should be, according to our readers, the one quarterback who should be in the Hall of Fame who's not. Where do you stand on this? Who would you put in a quarterback? Well, this is this comes down to if it were in the 1970s and 80s, the voters would have chosen Plunkett hands down. But I would go with Ken Anderson. Four passing titles. He was the most valuable player. He. Uh, was throwing for 3,000 yards in the mid-70s, which, as you folks know, is the dead ball era of professional football. And I think he was a great athlete, much better than people uh, probably remember. He could run really well. And he was really on the leading edge of passing efficiency, where quarterbacks were not out there just you know heaving it down the field. He was trying to move it. He was a, a student of Bill Walsh's game. I mean, after uh, Virgil Carter was taken out, there was Ken Anderson, and he ran that so-called West Coast offense to perfection. So I'd go with Anderson. John, did you detect a prejudice against AFL players during the selection process of the 70s and 80s? Oh, I think I did. 
Uh, I think there was some parochialism. Um, one story I can share that's pretty brief, but when, um, when Joe Namath came up in 1983, the NFL voters shot him down. So the next year, Fran Tarkenton came up, and when the presentation was made for Fran Tarkenton, all the guys that were from the AFL cities folded their arms and just sat there as a signal of solidarity. And so, of course, Tarkenton get it, didn't get in. So in 1985, Namath got in, and once Namath got in, then there were some detente, and Tarkenton got in in 1986. So yes, there was animosity between the, the AFL city guys and the NFL city guys at the time. Hey, John, I, I look at Rick and Ron, and they're folding their arms. That means we got to go here. So hey, <laughs> okay. thanks for the time. Keep up the good work. We love running it, and our viewers enjoy reading it. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, John. Much. Thanks, John. That was Pro Football Journalist John Turney coming up. Jacksonville Whiteout, Alan Robinson. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. And get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to Grasshopper.com. 